Hello and welcome. I'm Erin Michelle. You found yourself at Steps to Trusting. Here at Steps to Trusting, it is our goal to meet you where you are in your faith journey and encourage you to continue to take steps to trusting the Lord more fully. Hi friends, I'm very excited that today we are starting a new series. This series is going to look a little different from some of the others, so we're taking a short break from some of our interviews, but they will be back, so stay tuned for that. In this series, we're going to be talking about the names of God. Now, there have been times in my life where I hear people talking about the names of God, and they have felt distant and far off to me. And I'm in a time where I've been looking at and finding myself reading over and over this idea that God often acts for the sake of his name. He takes acts of faithfulness and righteousness for the sake of his name. And I'm realizing that though I call him Savior and Lord, I don't know the true depth of the names of my God. And these names of God show us the character of who he is. So that's what this series is about. This series is about looking at just a few of the names of our God. I've seen this theme come up over and over in the Old Testament where God says, an action that he's going to do, that he's going to do it for the sake of his name. And he says that something will happen so that people will know that he is God. In two weeks, we're going to talk about this in detail, but for today, I'm just going to throw out some passages to get you thinking. Psalm 2511 says, For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Psalm 31.3 says, For you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake you lead me and guide me. Ezekiel 20 says, Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have dealt with you for my name's sake, not according to your evil ways or according to your corrupt deeds, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. Isaiah 48.11 says, For my own sake I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. So these are some of the repetition of talking about for the sake of God's name. These verses have me contemplating and questioning. If things are done for the sake of God's name, do I know fully who he is? Do I know what his name is? Do I know what that says about him? It's his specific names, but it's his character. Have you ever, as a child, heard your parents say this to you, or as an adult, say to your children, we're the Smiths. That's not how the Smiths act. We don't act that way. Go back and and look to say, as a Smith, this is who you are. I think I want to dig into that. I want to dig into, as Yahweh, this is who you are. As I started this process, I was looking through a list of the names of God, and one that struck me was El Shaddai. Now, for those of you who have been following this season, you have heard me talk about the search for being enough. And this name of God, El Shaddai, met me exactly where I was in my need. El Shaddai means all-sufficient God, God who is more than we need, the God who is more than enough. Then I found myself in Genesis 17, and I want to read to you starting in verse 1. 
When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of a multitude of nations, and I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings and all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And I found myself here as I was looking at the names of God. In Genesis 17, verse 1, where it says, I am God Almighty, that is the name for God El Shaddai. God Almighty, or All-Sufficient. This name of God, as I was going through the list, struck me. And as I looked up El Shaddai, God Almighty, All-Sufficient God, and looked up Sufficiency, see the God who is enough. But I'm reminded here that God is the one who is Almighty and All-Sufficient. Look what happens here in verse 1. I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. God calls Abram to walk before him and be blameless. Abram can't be blameless. It tells us in the Bible that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So no wonder Abram falls on his face. He falls on his face before the Lord because he knows he cannot be blameless. But he is laying before God Almighty, all-sufficient God, El Shaddai. And as I'm contemplating this idea of doing things for the name of Christ, for the name of our God, and not for my own name, and I look at this passage and I see the next thing that happens is God gives Abram a new name. He tells Abram that his new name shall be Abraham which means the father of a multitude of nations. God gives Abraham a name, but Abraham is not called to live up to that name. He's not called to make his name great and that name happen. Back in Genesis 12, verse 2, God says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Abraham's name is a gift. It's a gift. It's God's promise. It's saying, Abram, this is who you were. Abraham, this is who you will be. And if you know anything about Abraham, you know that Abram tried to make God's promise come true. He tried to live up to the name of a father of many nations. 
He and his wife schemed and made a plan. And that plan didn't go so well. If you want to read about it, you can find it in Genesis 16. God doesn't tell Abram to live up to his name, but calls us to act for the sake of his name. So when I look back and I think, whose kingdom am I building? I'm asking myself the question, am I trying to make God's name great? Or am I trying to make my name great? I don't know about you guys, but this is a constant struggle for me. For those of you that are on my mailing list, you guys got an email about this as I was planning out these podcasts. I guess almost a confession of the reality I need to be reminded over and over that this is not about me. This podcast is not about Aaron Michelle. This podcast is about Jesus, my Savior. It is about El Shaddai, all-sufficient God, God Almighty. Friends, it's easy to let our lives shift, to take our eyes off of God, and to put them on ourselves. It's easy to lose sight of the gifts that God has given us, the people that God has called us to be, the name that he has given us, child of God, prophets and priests, beloved, friend of God. These names are gifts. These positions and values are given us. When we lose sight that we should be acting to build God's kingdom, and we let our gaze shift, we find ourselves building for our own dreams, maybe even the dreams and desires that God has put on our hearts. But it's easy to lift those up as idols. It's easy to let the created thing become our focus instead of the creator. But friends, I want to remind you that our God our all-sufficient God, the Almighty One, El Shaddai, is the one who works in us. He told Abraham, I will make you into nations. I will establish my covenant with you. I will be their God. We're not called to build a kingdom of our own. But God doesn't say we have to give up those dreams or give up on the the desires that he has put on our hearts. In Psalm 37, verse 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I've always questioned, does that mean he puts the desires in my heart? Or does that mean he'll give me whatever I desire? And I think we need to look again at the first part of the verse where it says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If our focus is on the Lord, we're not seeking those desires. We're seeking him. We're putting our delight on him, and we're trusting him that if there's a desire on our heart, that he will either take it away or he will give it to us. Because maybe he gave us that desire in the first place, and he's asking us to trust him for it. And maybe it's of our own selfishness. We need to trust him to take away the desires that he doesn't have planned for us. 
So friends, when I go back to this question, whose kingdom am I building? I'm constantly brought back to the fact that we always need to set our eyes first on the Lord. We need to put God first in our lives. We can't let the good things that we desire become first because when we put them first, it pushes out what's supposed to be there. But when we put God first in our lives, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And I don't have the answer if that means he's going to put that desire on your heart or if he's going to fulfill it. But when we look at Abraham, we know that Abraham wanted children. We can look back in Genesis 15 and we can see but strong desire that was on his heart. Abram said, 15 verse 2, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son will be your heir. And he brought him outside and he said, Look toward heaven and number the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Abraham wanted this child. It was the desire of his heart. But when Abraham wanted the child, the desire of his heart, more than he wanted God for his name. He lived for building his own desires, his own reputation, his own nations. And God told him it was coming. Abraham stopped trusting God and started trusting himself to build his own kingdom. And even in that, even in his mistakes and turning from the Lord, God still had promises for him. Those mistakes of seeking the desire actually came before he had the new name, but came after God promised him to make him a great nation. If we were put it on a timeline, it came like this. God promised to make him a great nation. Abraham asked God if he was to have a son. God promised him again in more clear terms in Genesis 15 that he would have a son and that his offspring would be many. And he believed the Lord in Genesis 15. And in Genesis 16, Sarah and Abram took it into their own hands. Sarah gave her servant Hagar to Abraham, her husband, as a wife. Then in 17, after Hagar bore Abram a son and called his name Ishmael, the Lord appeared, the Lord Almighty, El Shaddai, all-sufficient God, said, walk before me and be blameless. This is the man that took God's promise into his own hands. This is a man who did not wait on the Lord for his promise, but sought what his desire was. He sought the desire more than he sought to trust the Lord. This man is not blameless, but this God, this God Almighty, this El Shaddai, all-sufficient God. He calls him to walk before him and be blameless. 
He says that I may make my covenant with you. I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. That I, El Shaddai, says I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make you into nations and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between you and your offspring after you. And I will be their God, God Almighty, all-sufficient God, El Shaddai. I needed this encouragement today. I needed to be reminded that my God is all-sufficient. Even when I am weak, even when I mess up, even when I take it into my own hands, to build my character, to build my name, we are called to put God first in our lives. And if we are to be great, then God will make us great. And if we seek him first, then God will give us the desires of our hearts. But we are not to build our kingdoms. We are not to seek our desires. We are to seek our Lord, El Shaddai. Dear God, El Shaddai, Almighty God, all-sufficient Savior, you are enough when we are not. When we try to build up our own kingdoms, our own reputations, our own desires, Lord, and we fall flat. But you are all-sufficient. You are Almighty God. Father, help us to build your kingdom and not our own. Help us to seek your name. Help us to build for the sake of your name and not the sake of our own. Lord God, help us to be consistent in pointing to you, Father. And Lord, we are going to mess up. We are going to shift our eyes to the desire of our heart and seek after that. And Lord, for that, I ask that you forgive us. Lord, I pray that each person listening would search their hearts, that they would see what they are seeking, where they have shifted from following you to following things of this world, even good things that you have placed on their hearts that they now seek after. Lord, help us to see those things and help us to confess those to you. Lord God, change us to be more like you. Change us to live for the sake of your name, that your name will be praised, that people will know that you are God. You are God, El Shaddai, all-sufficient, almighty God. Teach us more who you are. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, thanks for joining me at the Steps to Trusting podcast. You can find the transcription to this show at erinmichelle.net. You can also connect with me there. I would love to hear from you. If you want to be up to date with what's happening with the Steps to Trusting podcast, as well as the other parts of this ministry, please subscribe to my newsletter, also found in the show notes and also at erinmichelle.net. I would love for you to join this conversation with me. We'll be talking about it on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me in either of those places at Steps to Trusting. Friends, I know that trust is something that we often struggle with. I struggle with. And that is why I'm doing this podcast, Steps to Trusting, because we constantly need to turn our hearts back to the Lord. We constantly need to refocus to be building his kingdom, to be living for the sake of his name. Friends, if you find yourself in that challenge, in that place 
of wanting to trust God more, trying to figure out what's your next step or how to trust God more fully. I have a resource on my website that I would love to give you guys. It's a five-day journaling resource, and it puts scripture alongside with the practice of journaling and questions to help us seek out, where is scripture pointing me to trust God more fully? That's a tip and a question that I have for you as you sit down to study God's word. Ask yourself, where is this scripture pointing me to make a choice to trust God in a different way or in a different area of my life? I encourage you to try that. And if you want more, go subscribe to my newsletter and you'll get that free downloadable. Friends, thank you for joining me for this series of learning about the names of God. I pray that this encouraged your heart, that this helps you to refocus. I think we need that refocus over and over. So I hope you'll join us back next time because that's what we're seeking to do. But until next time, I wanted to leave you with this encouragement from Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Friends, I'm praying for you as you keep on stepping.